and welcome back to the New Arc Podcast. Episode, I'm going to say 22, but, but that might change because I have been wrong most weeks about this. So <laughs> if you recall, at the end of last week's episode, Saf chose wolves as our subject. And since then, ironically, Saf has been moved by wolves and is now unfortunately dead. <laughs> no, he was attacked by killer fungi because that, that would be even more useful for my case today. Anyway, Saf is away for a week and in his place we have a wonderful guest who will be arguing in support of fungi and that is the wonderful Marika Bell. Welcome, Marika. Hello very much. So I'm Marika Bell. I'm the host of the Anthrozoology podcast, The Deal With Animals. And I, uh, you know, I decided fungus because it's, Why? Well, it's not an animal and it's not a plant. Hmm. And, you know, you know, back in the old days, they used to tell us that there were only two kingdoms and they were plants and animals. And then, you know, but they were like, oh, but there's fungus. Like, mm, not really an animal, not really a plant. But actually, they really discovered it's more closely related to animals than it is plants. So I feel like we should really talk about having fungus on the new arc because it's extremely useful animal-ish thing. <laughs> animal-ish thing. Yeah. Love it. Well, I mean, I think you've won with that straight out. But right? <laughs> I mean, I I've made this point many times in the past with things like armadillos. So I think if at the time of the original arc, it wasn't uh, an animal that was known about. It wasn't even considered an animal at the time. Hmm. Then it, it couldn't have been on the Ark, could it? So I don't think there were armadillos on the original Ark. I, for the same reason, I don't think there were fungi on the original Ark. So, so how can we justify? Hmm. Uh, I mean, isn't that a, a, a diversion from the historical record from... I, I didn't realize we were faith. trying to maintain historical record. I mean, unicorns were, you know, talked about being on the original arc, and I'm really sure we can't find any of those right now. So... I didn't uh, read that so, part of the Bible. I, I'm going from the Irish, you know, historical okay. accounts. The children's abridged version. I, yeah. I'm sure there were lots of yeah. Bibles including unicorns. And, you know, we've got to think about, okay, well, who didn't know about armadillos or fungus? Like, fungus knew about fungus. Armadillos probably That's knew true. about armadillos. D does it have to have been known by humans? Christian humans? See, that? I bet there big... were plenty of humans that knew about armadillos and fungus that were not, you know, new arc Christian humans. But that's the big question, because mm -hmm. we've come across this point time and again. Yeah. And what you have to ask is who wrote the, the, the inventory, the mm -hmm. list of animals yeah. to go on the ark? Did God write it and yeah. send it via his divine intentions, same way he told Noah to build an ark, he then gave him a list of animals to include mm -hmm. upon the ark? Or did Noah write it saying, these are all the animals I can think of, so these are the ones I'm going to go bring on the ark. And then who rounded them up? 
because that, that's another question we've come across. How on earth did he get two of each animal, or seven, which also could be possible, it's, it's one of the two, or somewhere in between. But how did he get all those animals onto a bloody boat? It's a good I mean, point. <laughs> I mean, it was a big boat, obviously. But a very big boat. Very big yes. boat. But, you know, I think it was more of an invitation to a party sort of situation. Like, God sent out invitations. Oh, like and, yeah. and the animals were just like, eh, I'm going to risk, you know, staying. Like alligators. They didn't really need to be on the ark, did they? They didn't really need to be there. <laughs> but, you know, the armadillos would be like, yeah, dude, I can't swim. I'm going to attend this party. So they just showed up. Nobody had to round them up. They just they just showed up because they had the invite. I like that thinking. So I mean, they could have just swum across the. Is it the? I'm going to embarrass myself now. Atlantic, Pacific, Pacific, Atlantic, Atlantic. One of the two. I'm going to edit in whichever what, the is the correct ocean. The armadillos would have had to swim across <laughs> to get to Europe. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> but 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 on that point, because you've raised a very valid point there, fungi don't actually need a space arc, do they? Because we've tried this. Fungi can survive in deep space. So, mm. so, so what's the point of bringing them on a ship? Fungi ships don't mix, clearly. Well, Why? I think we would need them, though, because fungus, well, they yeah. definitely don't need us. They, they can, you know, do whatever the hell they want. But... But we need them because they are so super helpful. And, and you know, fungus aren't really the mushroomy thing that we see poking out of the ground. That's just, that's just their gonads. You know, hmm. the fungus is the stuff under the ground that, that you know, is, is its own being and potentially one of the, actually one of the largest, I don't know, what do you want to call it? a creature it's not an animal um um thing a live thing organism in the world so obviously i mean we probably can't bring a really big one but there's a lot of smaller (laughs) ones that we could bring that would be extremely beneficial to us and to you know all of the the animals um you know there's so many so many benefits to to different types of fungus that um that we really have to go through them one by one probably at some point and just figure out which ones we'd want to take and i mean i'm not saying we should take the ones that eat brains that's probably not a good idea but you know the ones that that maybe are medicinal that would be very useful i i, I mean I, you're writing my script for me about barica that they zombify ants they zombify <laughs> caterpillars spiders Humans all do that. I mean, there's plenty of uh, humans I probably wouldn't bring on the ark either. But I, I, I'm not saying we should invite all guaranteed. the fungus. I think I think we just need to. We have to be a little bit picky. But I think there's some really good fungus out there that, um, while they might not be the most beautiful, I mean, yes, a lot of them are shaped like penises. Maybe we don't want those ones. Just you know for the sake of, or maybe we do because it's funny. You gotta have something to laugh at when you're on the ark. But I think that, you know, their food, I, I, I've heard Saf argue in the past that in this new world that we are going to, that we aren't gonna be eating these animals. These aren't animals for us to consume. So we're gonna need some food and fungus, well, fungus gonads are, you know, pretty edible. 
high protein. Okay, here's my question. Mm-hmm. Here's my question for you, Marika. Do fungi have feelings? Um, I you know, who knows? I don't think we can know but, that. But they uh, they don't. Do they have a? They have. They have a lot of very different setup to we do. I mean, I, I, I have a very easy, uh, it's easy for me to believe that animals have feelings. They have very similar brains to us, you know? They're, they, they're built on the same things that we are, most animals. Even, even reptiles have, you know, your same basic brain. Um, but fungus, you know, they're a lot more spread out. I don't think they mind us, you know, chopping off their gonads and eating them. I really don't think they mind. I think that that kind of helps disseminate They'll be okay with that. It, it spreads spores and stuff, which is sort of the point. Um, and you know, they're just under the ground, so we could we could leave the the main part of the of the organism, you know, and it's fine. It's it's just hanging out. So what you're saying is, fungi are the ultimate communists. They will always go for the greater good. They'll sacrifice their lives willy nilly so that their species can survive ah. they're not even sacrificing their lives they're just you know cutting off a part of them that they don't really absolutely need it's it's not like they're their or the organism itself is still alive that's what's so cool about them you know we need diversity in our new world so and you know they'll break down dead materials not everybody's gonna make it i hate to hate to tell you this but mm. we're not all gonna make it that whole trip and what are we going to do with all of that, you know, just throw things out into space? That's just seems like littering. Yeah, yeah. littering. I <laughs> mean, know? we've already talked about throwing cats overboard, causing intergalactic wars. So we won't have to. I mean, we just feed them to the fungus. Feed them to the fungus. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. You, you know, actually, Marika, what really disappointed me researching mm. fungi. Uh, because I mean, you made me think of this, but slime molds. Yeah. One of my favourite creatures, mm. no longer considered no. fungi. No, so I, I mean, th- I mean, uh, if if they were, I would fully argue for them to be on the ark. But I mean, slime molds for our listeners who don't know that the the best creatures God ever created. Uh, mm. I mean, <laughs> they, they, they look like SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, they're brightly gaudy coloured. Uh, and they're, they're, they're really cool. So they can map out like London's underground systems, uh, all the, the major highways, networks, routes, uh, intelligent enough to solve mazes, puzzles like that. Uh, but, but also, uh, which made uh, uh, me think of them, uh, because you're talking about this, uh, they're, they're, they're really interesting uh, because how they procreate, essentially, mm. is they'll, they'll swarm up and, and build these sort of towers a bit like dandelions think of that sort of shape and of course all of the yeah really pretty this moldy dandelion so all of the slime mold creatures because these are all different creatures that form the stem none of them get to procreate none of them get to fly off in the wind Mm. go make babies make new slime molds they're forfeiting their own genetic lineages which Mm. should completely negate evolution but but they still do this so, so fungi haven't got quite that far. No, they are no slime molds, but uh, I mean, they are rampant sexual 
predators, deviants, yeah. nymphomaniacs. Uh, I mean, I've made all these arguments before. I shan't again. And serial killers, but I'll get to that. But the slime mold. But, 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 no, not slime mold. Slime mold's perfect. You can't sell a slime mold. I... One animal I'm never, ever going to argue against for the arc is slime mold. Fungi, I mean, they're, they're already gone. But, 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 but. Well, if we're not eating uh, animals, what are we eating on the ark? Fungus. Well, we're, well, no, we're, we're going to learn to photosynthesize, like the plants. Our own bodies? Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, there, there are sea slugs that do that. They take on the bacteria, taking Wait, the photosynthesis. are you doing genetic experiments on the animals and turning us all into post-humans? <laughs> no, we're experimenting on plants, which, as we've clearly defined, don't have feelings or, or such that we know of. Otherwise, vegetarianism completely negated. Yeah, that would be so, hard. I, I, I mean, this is this is the whole argument. Eating fungi, given they're closer to animals than plants. Mm. Where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? But mm. a, a debate for another day, perhaps. 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 Well, what what I did want to pick your brains about mm. is the, these mycorrhizal uh, networks, these, these roots, because yeah. you mentioned lots of fungus, the stuff we don't see. And I, I'm trying to figure this out. So are, are these mycorrhizal roots really great inventions? I mean, they're often compared to the World Wide Web. Or are they actually life-sucking parasites, mm. more like tapeworms? for plants. So, so I'm currently favoring the latter theory, but I'm, I'm keen to hear your thoughts. So my understanding, and again, I am no uh, mycologist, but I just think fungi are great. My understanding is we don't really know what these are, these, these networks. Mm. And, you know, I mean, if you watch Star Trek, then obviously you know that they're all throughout space and you can jump in between planets with them. I, I'm not really sure that that's scientifically accurate. Um, I'm, I'm willing to think about that, but I believe the ones on our planet um, are, I think that they talk to each other with those. I think that they send signals with little chemicals to other plants and to other parts of organisms talking about like where the best nutrients are, like where the next dead thing is that they can go consume. I mean, they're not, those aren't actually killing things. They're not going out and eating them. They're just um, in, ingratiating themselves into dead matter and then devouring the dead matter so like i said that i think that's a good thing we we wanted to eat all the dead stuff because then our our arc is going to fill up with dead things but yes but the reason that the mycorrhizal the, these fungi underground networks mm. they connect to the plant roots is so that they can sap the the nutrients the energy from them so, so this this is my key question. It's, it's like a friendly tax collector or a tapeworm which can quote you Shakespeare. Is it worth it? Especially in the latter case. So this is like a brilliant would you rather. So well, if I, you could get a talking, intelligent tapeworm, would you? I believe that the trees, my understanding is that the trees can actually talk to each other using the, the, the fungus network. So because mm. the fungus like talk you know they can send messages back and forth that's the theory anyway obviously i have no idea if this is actually accurate that is that is a theory that i i think sounds awesome and so i'm gonna believe that one because i like okay. the trees talking to each other i think that's gonna be a good thing they might get lonely so, 
so, so you're saying they're more like sort of pay phones, these fungi? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, okay. S- slightly outdated, but still, I guess, so slightly it's useful your metaphor. for plants. I think it works. Well, I, I mean, I guess you could say the same about mobiles, but but it, it's not. It doesn't work quite the same because yeah. we no longer pay by the minute much anymore. So it's, it's hard to find a good metaphor for that. Anyway, well, on more important matters, I do want to talk to you about how many people fungi kill, but, but because it's quite a few. I mean, that they are truly nature's serial killers, and each species has their own. Yeah. What, what do you call it? A type? A, a type which they go after. Yeah, yeah. They're they they're pretty lot. focused. They've got their they've got their types. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I can list a few of them for you. So, of course, <laughs> they're, they're wiping yeah. out elms uh-huh. and ashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chytrid fungus, like mm-hmm. COVID for frogs, but mm. a lot, 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 lot worse. Kill mm-hmm. the platypus frog, for which I'm never, ever going to forgive it. I mean, oh. it, um, if there are two animals you're going to combine, a platypus and a frog. How on earth could you get back? I need to look up what one of those. Make that extinct. Make that extinct. Bloody fungus. But apart from that, it's killed lots of historical figures. Fungus has killed emperors Tiberius Claudius, Tsar Alexander I of Russia, Pope Clement II, King Charles V of France. So, I mean, throughout history, yeah. It has wreaked havoc. You know, we've got cave paintings of people mm. having hallucinogenic fungus dating back to 5000 BC. So, Wait, I mean, these are the first the drugs. No, the first no drugs. these are the exactly. first. <laughs> They're the first drugs. We're going to need some of those. It's boring in space, and we're going to need some drugs. They're, you know, <sighs> very medicinal drugs. We, we are going to need some some drugs that actually keep us like penicillin. What do you guess? We're not going to take penicillin. We've got to take penicillin. I, I mean, again, penicillin like payphones, slightly outdated nowadays. Well, yeah, but there's other ones. I'm, I'm just using that as an example of a really excellent fungus. Like if you're going to, you know, put a fungus on a pedestal, penicillin would be the one. True, but true, true. You know, it's there's lots of other funguses and even the even the psychoactive funguses, you know, are can be quite helpful for things like PTSD and all sorts of, you know, I mean, just a lot of this is just being studied now by Western medicine, but it's been known for, as you said, a very long time in more indigenous cultures that, you know, it's a very helpful as a very helpful medicine. You know, the fact that it kills people sometimes, I mean, the hallucinogenic ones, if you have too much, sure, that's why you need a buddy. But mm. the ones that, you know, get into your brain and eat your brain, I think those are avoidable. I don't think we need to bring those. I, I personally had a fungus infection in my lungs. I was living in Singapore for a while and, and I got yeah, a mycoplasma which is like a fungus that infests your lungs and gives you like this really nasty, uh, it feels like a cold, but that lasts forever and ever and ever is in your blood and you can't get rid of it with regular antibiotics. And um, yeah, eventually I was able to get rid of it. It was not fun. So I don't recommend those types of fungus. Those are, you know, thumbs down. But I think that 
overall, there's more good to funguses than bad. And if we have to bring a few of the bad ones along, you know, just to convince the good ones to come, it might still be worth it. <laughs> well, you talked about putting, uh, you talked about putting a particular fungus on a pedestal. So I, I, I've got a different one to penicillin, which mm -hmm. I, I'd like to raise for our audience's attention. Mm. Put on a, a toadstool pedestal, all that jazz. And I think you may have heard of it. It's called the death cap. Yeah. So uh, I mean, so obviously mushrooms, fungi kill more people globally than malaria or tuberculosis they, they kill a lot of people 90 mm. percent of that comes from death cap it, it, it is really bad obviously the reason being it looks very very similar to an edible fungus called paddy straw mm -hmm. but obviously when you eat death cap it's got five different poisons causes diarrhea vomiting within a few hours That's then fine. it goes to liver damage kidney failure yeah. nervous system shutdown mm. coma and i think you know where it's going death yeah, yeah. I mean, you talked about bringing funguses on board for food. Am I going to be eating funguses like that? No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> so. well, you have to be careful. Obviously, you don't want to accidentally bring a death cap on if it looks like one that's quite edible. Um, but mm. again, probably avoidable. We'll we'll need some mycologists to make sure that you know. We get but, the right, but, but we're not bringing humans. Importantly, oh, yeah. Okay, well, so, we'll just have to. They, they can they can pick them though, right? Like they, we have to hire mycologists okay. to pick them and yeah. put them on the ark. So I think that I think it's avoidable. I think it is probably avoidable. And I mean, I was gonna I was gonna argue that there there are some fungus too that they're starting to experiment on breaking down plastics so if there's any plastics Indeed. on board that will need to be broken down you know for in future you know non-use to get rid of all of that waste then then maybe mushrooms are the way to do that too although i've got to say they've known about these plastic eating fungis for a while Mm -hmm. So, I mean, 2008, uh, a group yeah. of Yale researchers mm -hmm. discovered mm -hmm. the uh, one which I definitely won't be able to pronounce, called Pe Pestilatiopopsis yeah. microspora, mm -hmm. and it is polyurethane uh, from the Ecuadorian forests. Yeah. Do, do you know Lovely. what the result is of the eating the plastic? Uh, but, 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 no, no, the obviously. downside. I'm going to be kind of on your side on this one. The result okay. of eating the plastic actually causes a toxic waste. Mm. So, I mean, we're not there yet, is all I'm saying. <laughs> With that particular... Yes. That particular I, I just think maybe in the future we will figure that part out and the, the toxic waste will not be, be the byproduct of the plastics being eaten by the mushroom. But in the future... Well, actually... Uh Actually, a few years back, IKEA started doing something with their packaging along those lines. They started making it sort of fun fungified so that it break down easier. Mm. But, uh, I mean, my, my point exactly is we've known about this for almost two decades and mm -hmm. it's, it's just still not happening. We've still got plastics. The fungi haven't come to the rescue. They're still no. killing swathes of humans. I mean, the, the, the one movie I quote almost every episode of the new arc is Jurassic Park. And it's just as applicable for fungi. 
because 350 to about 420 million years ago, mm. what was the Earth ruled by? Giant mushrooms. What's going to happen if we bring them to Earth 2.0? Rise of the mushrooms. There's a great uh, film. It's 1963 Japanese film called Fungus of Terror. It's released in the US, translated to Attack of the Mushroom People. Mm. But um, I mean, you talked about the the zombie ant funguses. So same same idea. There yeah. 200 species of ant which harvest funguses and do the fungi thank them? No, they don't. They go out and they attack these ants. Uh, South American bullet ant gets the cordyceps fungus. The mind control walks up the branch, jams his little claw teeth jaws in, whatever you call them, and then the the fungi spore. As you say, the, the mm. gonads comes out of his brain. So it's, it's, it's a lovely way to go. Mm. And then it rains down these deadly mm. s- snow of spores to all his friends. Yeah. I mean, that, it, it, that, it's not a good way to go. Bad. I wouldn't choose that. Um, yeah. But antibiotics, tons of antibiotics, <laughs> antifungals. I mean, they basically attack themselves even. So there's like, you know, the good fungus and the not good fungus. Like they, they even seem to war with each other. If they have antifungals, you know, you need fungus to create antifungals or and antibiotics. I mean, mm. both of those things are, are going to be useful. So, so you think there's like a dark side of fungi? Yeah, yeah. And most of them are the Jedi's, mm-hmm. they fight yeah. good, peace, justice. I don't, actually don't know what the Jedi's fight for. I'm not a Star Wars fan. I, I've never but... really figured that out myself, to be honest. Yes, they fight against people who shoot lasers from their hands. Mm. I mean, always those people are the bad guys, never the good guys. If they're shooting lasers from their hands, evil, evil. dead giveaway. Um, I mean, they just need some more creativity in the dark side. What yeah, I'm saying. they do. They do. It's true. But, you know, mm. I think that if we're going to go on a, on a Star Wars like rant for a second, they could just stop fighting over bottomless pits. I mean... Really? Can anybody put up a guardrail? Why are nobody using guardrails? Hmm. Good point. Good point. Fix the anti-gravity, anti-anti-gravity. Our new arc is going to have guardrails. Can't they just float around? Then they don't all fall down through the Mm. spaceships. Yeah. I mean, given that anti-gravity doesn't work that well for spaceships like that. Apparently not. So uh, (laughs) they can just be done with it. I mean, that would make the, the, the lightsaber fight so much better, wouldn't it? If they were flying around. That would be better, I mean, yeah. There must they're be, they're there doing must a new Star Wars film. I'm going to suggest it. Suggest it. It can all be an anti-grav. Well, can we just agree that on the new arc, there will be guardrails over any bottomless pits? Definitely. Okay. That's something we can agree very, on. Very safe, given okay, that we've tried to bring crocodiles on board. Things <laughs> like that. So, it's going to be number one concern, mm-hmm. I feel. Crocodiles didn't make it up, but well, I, I'm sure we're going to get there someday. I don't think they probably, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to go into the crocodile argument. I, I'm, I feel like all animals deserve a spot, to be honest. You know, diversity is an important thing. Hmm. And, and who are we to decide, you know, whether oh God, you an animal... so much like Saf. <laughs> Well, he has a point, you know, it's, they're not just there for our use. They're, they're there for their own 
you know, reasons. The same is true for mushrooms. I'm just saying that if, if it mattered to us that much, that they are, that they are useful to us, Tinder. And I'm not talking about the app. You can use mushrooms to start fires. They are one of the original, like, things that you can use to create a fire. And we're going to need fire. But, but you can use fire starters as well. You're going to bring so, fire starters along? Where the, yeah. the mushrooms are also... Fire starters aren't antibacterial. You know, fire starters aren't... You can't eat them. Mushrooms can be well, all of those things I in one know. little package. They look quite like marshmallows, fire starters. I'm sure you can roast them. Uh, Didn't you ever used to do that? Make your marshmallow catch fire, and then it's all crispy on the outside and gooey on the inside. Are you Bet you can do that with fire starters. Fire starters? Yeah, I am. This I'm is going to be our yeah, health and safety message. Idea. Don't, <laughs> don't listen to you. <gasps> Nobody listen to Elliot. I mean, that's the wisest thing you've said all episode, by far, <laughs> by far. Well, I have a few final, final few points to mm -hmm. round us out so uh, per, per the usual line of argument aside from being serial killers and nymphomaniacs fungi are also war criminals so a quote case 6th century bc the assyrians they're fighting the israelites what do they do fungi they poison the israelites wells with the the white ergot very famous fungus throughout history cause the same witch craze as well so another thing we can blame the fungi for but war criminals also cause witch hunts so very very bad for feminism very bad for the israelites and i mean they're, they're just not helping a lot of people also if you're scared of planes and i'm on going on a flight in less than 24 hours so go fungi but you know have you heard of the kerosene fungus so this is a fungus which lives on kerosene it lives on jet fuel lives in the tanks eats the fuel they're not good for planes not good for people scared of flying so okay i mean here's here's the alternative though there are funguses hmm. that absorb radiation we can line the arc with fungus that absorbs the radiation ah, so it's going to be space. a nuclear it's going to be a nuclear arc is it well it's not necessarily but if you get no radiation jet from space you know in space there's lots of radiation you're going mm. past all sorts of suns and and things and you're going to need some way to to have you need some sort of radiation barrier and i think fungus is going to help us with that so thank you for bringing up fungus on planes because i'd almost forgotten that point they absorb radiation or at least certain ones i like that mm -hmm. i like that although we have already established we quite like to see all the animals in space suits so this <laughs> is uh, six one half dozen the other I do want to spaceship line with fungus maybe could be cool especially like nice you know the the glowing fungus that would be cool effect for the interior of the new arc but again you're coming seeing around an elephant you're in a space suit I don't they know. I don't know which one I want more. They could still wear spacesuits. Uh, you know. but, but then there's no point. Well, what's the air going to be like? It's, it's going to be... I don't know. It's going to be a Star Wars mechanics. We don't need to talk about it. We don't need to talk about okay. the air. Don't talk about the anti-grav. Don't talk about the air. We can, okay. can definitely have lightsabers, but apart from that, apart okay. from that... 
well, I have a few more things to raise. So obviously, fungi found in old books, famously, it's what gives them the lovely old book smell. Mm. Did you know that book fungus is also hallucinogenic? So that means that it's it's, it's skewing our view of historical literature. This is why students like myself have to continue studying Shakespeare for wasting years of our lives. Are you not? Falling through the taming of the shrew, which has been voted the worst Shakespeare play (laughs) ever. We, We still have to read it because it's altering the minds of our teachers, destroying the entire education system. Are you bringing books on the new arc? I mean, I love books. I think you should, but I'm just wondering if there's no humans, like what's the the point of that? Oh, good point. We haven't said there was no humans yet because okay. we haven't argued it, but it's, oh, it's been true. No widely okay. accepted, axiomatic, that there's there will be no humans given how much staff has argued against them. Okay. Yes. But, but but that's not the point, because we're talking about the, the merits and then the, the, the shortfalls, yeah. uh, things we can blame fungi for. I, I'm definitely going to be putting Shakespeare on them for that. Don't, don't you think? fungi for Shakespeare, for your having them and to ghoul read wasps Shakespeare. For giving him the ink. Yeah. Okay. Them and ghoul mm. wasps. Okay. I'm not well, letting wasps in either, but... I'm I'm still not convinced that having hallucinogens in your books isn't a good idea. Um... <laughs> So, so you'll have to convince me of that first before I can see that point. But, you know, I think that that if there's hallucinogens in general, you know, you know that there are some animals that gather hallucinogenic mushrooms and have their own stash so that they can hallucinate whenever they feel like it. There are, there I believe there's elk that that will find like their own cache of hallucinogenic mushrooms and they will they will fight the other animals to maintain their cash and then they'll they'll eat them and you know zone out all day hmm. so if if it's good enough for them then then you know just because it's a hallucinogen doesn't mean it's bad that's all i'm saying so, so you think they're they're more onboard entertainment yeah the, these yeah. magic mushrooms yeah and, and who medicinal you know for for issues that may come yeah. up that need you know the medicinal purposes but but entertainment definitely could be a good reason. There's lots of animals that get high. I don't doubt it. And I would quite like to see an elephant high. I mean, mm. they're meant to get drunk off the, the marula fruits from the tree. Yes. When they ferment on the ground, they eat them and get drunk. Somewhat of a myth, but I would like to see an elephant on magic mushrooms. How we Good question. Side. You'd need a few. Mm. Well, I have three final, final, final super fast points to make. Okay. In no particular order, mushrooms shoot spores into the air, make it rain. They literally are implicated in cloud seeding. Do we want rain on the New York? Do we want rain on Earth 2.0? No, we don't. Rain is bad. I've spent six months in England. I know this. Rain is definitely bad. So mushrooms, I mean, I, I'm not going to give them that. Mushrooms Secondly, make it rain? Okay, we'll have to talk they, about this. They, they okay. do. Finish your point. Finish Scientifically your point. proven, 
cloud seeding. Okay. Secondly, hmm. mushroom clouds. Obviously, named after fungi, mushroom clouds from volcanoes, right. from nukes. We are about to enter into World War Three, <laughs> probably by the time this podcast comes out. So mm. this point will be even more poignant. But do we want the, the creatures which have this symbology, which were associated with apocalyptic events, which we're trying to avoid by, oh. by taking the new arc? If that is no, an don't. argument, then we can't bring the ones shaped like penises either. <laughs> well, I, I, I would quite like to hear this apocalyptic event associated with the penis symbol. Well, I'm just saying, if you're if you're not bringing them simply because of their shape, they have no control penis is over a good that. Luck throughout history, huh? Yeah, for who? I'd like to. That, that might be an arguing point. In fact, maybe somebody needs to argue for penises. But um, another day, I'll argue against that one if you like. Mm. Uh, but you know, I think that we can't blame things for their shape necessarily. Just because somebody kind of thinks that a mushroom cloud looks a little bit like a mushroom, or exactly like a mushroom, a does. really big, cloudy, scary mushroom. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think you can blame a mushroom for that. I think that's a human brain Pl problem. Pliny the Elder didn't describe it as a mushroom, actually. So, so the first mushroom cloud recorded, he described it as trying to remember, so some sort of tree, I think. But but yeah, mushroom clouds, they were a more recent thing. And I think we're going to so, need rain, so, yeah. to be honest. Maybe not as much as well, the north of England gets, or the Pacific Northwest, where I am at. I mean, it's mud season here. It's the mud we hmm. don't really love, isn't it? I mean, the rain, that can be okay. It's the mud that, that gets everywhere and is smushy and gross and you can't wear your nice boots and that sort of thing. Okay, no mud, we're gonna ban mud mm. from Earth 2.0, but we're definitely allowed rain. I think so. Well, 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 oh, and my third point is mm. fungi attract slugs. Smell them up to two meters away Slugs, oh, I mean, if there is any animal which definitely isn't going to make it past the audience's vote onto the new arc, it's slugs. Nobody mm. likes them. And fungi are magnets for them, so... Slugs will be a hard one to argue for for a lot of people. I mean, there are some people who love slugs. Mm. But... Definitely. Um, and, and slugs are pretty cool, but, yeah, I mean, nobody really wants to step on one or accidentally eat one in their cabbage or anything like that. But I don't think, I think if we wash the fungus before we bring it, I think we can avoid the slug problem. You think, you think? I, I think so. Uh, it's a minor yeah, You know what, I, I was actually just thinking then, is it worth stepping on a, a slug or a snail? Because I reckon that the crunch of the shell oh. with, with the snail, I think snails are actually worth to step on. I wouldn't bind a slug. Well, I think it's the, it, it's, how you feel about the situation more than the the actual um texture of the situation like i would i feel bad when i step on a snail i feel a little grossed out when i step on a slug i feel still maybe a little bad but not as bad as when i step on a snail and that's just you know pure bias on my part i have no you know reason to believe that snails are any better than slugs or that slugs aren't perfectly nice creatures but yeah it, it's a personal bias well i'm going to be selectively trimming audio clips from that to quote in whenever we 
debate slugs and possibly stales, but what we are going to have to do is leave it to the audience to, to vote, to decide, because, I mean, clearly, fungi, they, they do have their pros and cons. So uh, they kill a lot of people and animals. They killed Lincoln's mother. Uh, so something I haven't mentioned. Mm, you saved that for the end. historical fact. Yeah, they killed his mother. Not good. Actually, indirectly. So cow, in this instance, ate the poisonous mushrooms. Sheep drank the milk. So uh, Mm. uh, they have a a large death toll, these fungi. But but they, they also do create some pretty good drips, pretty good highs. Fantastic in-flight entertainment. We won't need to be watching Star Wars because we've already established it's full of flaws and predictable villains and it doesn't get the anti-gravity right. So, head to at new archives. Tell us whether we should be bringing fungi on board or not. Tell us how to pronounce fungi, fungi, because I've probably pronounced it at least a dozen ways throughout this episode, and it's, it's However one of the less talked mouth, about. I think is fine. Things, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, potato, potato. I think you can have an opinion on fungi, fungi. Fungi. Yes. I like fungi. fungi. Definitely. I, I mean, we're, yeah. we're going to go with that from now on. Okay. Tell us whether fungi deserve to make it on board. Uh, I mean, it has fun in its name now, doesn't it? Who who could disallow that? And join us next time when we will be discussing another animal, probably wolves, unless Saf fails at his reincarnation, unless he's it's still zombified by fungi who have sprouted with their penis spores out of his brain. And unfortunately, you won't get a video of that, but you might get the audio. So join us then. Until then, goodbye.